Hello and welcome to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am chatting with artist manager, publicist and publisher of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine, Chelsea Dartes. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Cookville Lifestyle, it's a magazine. People have probably seen it around town. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about it? How did it start? Yeah. Um, well, my background, like you said, is in PR and management in the music industry. And um, last January, I was coming up on 10 years of owning my own PR. And then it had turned into an artist management company in Nashville. And I had just had my second child and he was only three months old. And I was still having to go back and forth to Nashville all the time. And it was just a lot, a lot for myself and for my husband to be like, here are both the kids. Bye. You know, late at night, I'll see ya, um, to go to shows and stuff. So there are just times in your life. I feel like where your passions change and mine had started to change a little bit on my priorities really. And I really wanted to do something where I could all be there for every single thing the kids did, but I still want to work. I love stay-at-home moms. I think they're amazing and they have the hardest job ever, but I cannot. I go absolutely nuts. <laughs> I cannot do it. So um, I just was thinking about like in the media landscape in Cookville, what was a void and realized there's really no regular local like hip youthful magazine um, and I know magazines are kind of an old school thing, but I really feel like they're coming back. Um, people like something physical because there's so much digital, everything gets lost. So the physical is just so special. So I was like, wow. And, and I asked around with some people I know in town, you know, am I going to be stepping on anybody's toes? And they're like, oh my gosh, no, this is a great idea. You should totally do it. And so with my background in PR, I knew a lot about how a magazine functions, but clearly I did not know half of what I was getting myself into, but I thought about the name and then secured my domain, got my logo ready and my branding, and then kind of like got all my social channels and then quietly started to build it and uh, launched my website and started taking nominations for most influential people earlier in the year. But still not many people knew that that was a thing. And then finally, I think a few months before the magazine came out, it came out in October of 2022, people started realizing, oh my gosh, what's happening with this? And then the influential, I started revealing influential people. And that's when, you know, it kind of took off, I feel like. So, yeah. You mentioned that when you were starting it, you had an idea of how much work it would be, but... Mm -hmm. Maybe not a full scope. Yeah. Is that for the best? Is it kind of best to dive in not fully knowing? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's how I do everything mm -hmm. in life. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I'm always like, I can do it and I'll figure it out, you know? Um, <laughs> but I had to teach myself so much and I'm the kind of person that like, I hate asking people for help. So I'll just Google it. So I Googled so much. I watched so many YouTube videos on like Adobe InDesign, how to lay out a magazine and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, all the business side of things. I mean, I've had a business before, but this is a little different. And honestly, the laying out of the magazine, Photoshop, all of that kind of stuff was so new to me. And then finding distributors and then the advertising side of it, you know, finding advertisers because I want it to be a free magazine for the community. But I have to have advertisers to keep it afloat because it's very expensive to print a magazine. So all of that stuff was it was a task, a full-time job, you know, but it's been super fun. And I've loved learning and meeting so many people in our community through the process. So it's been really fun and challenging. So you wouldn't believe how many guests come on here and talk about how they learned their trade, anything from 
special effects and mm-hmm. superhero movies yeah. to stone carving. They learned it on YouTube. It's so you're crazy. not the only one. <laughs> Everybody's learning on YouTube. Somebody, one of the guests called it YouTube University. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's was such like, a useful tool. <laughs> it is so useful. And I love that. It kind of democratizes everyone. It gives everybody a chance. Yeah. Just because you don't know anything about Adobe doesn't mean you need to take a expensive class just get on youtube there's so (laughs) many free resources out there so yeah yeah. how much time was it between the idea that came to you the concept of the magazine to the launch because your first edition came out in the fall Mm -hmm. of 2022 Mm -hmm. so how much time total did it take to launch this thing so i gave myself 10 months almost a full year I really wanted to take it slow and make sure I did it right. And then I was still, I still am in the music industry part-time. So early in the year, I didn't shut my company down until April of 2022. So I still had five or six clients in the music industry I was working with that were taking up most of my time. I've scaled back to just working. I do um, day-to-day management for Jay Coot, our local boy. Local legend. Um, (laughs) Yes. So I still work with him and that's pretty convenient because he's here all the time. So it's it's great. But yeah, it was about 10 months since the idea to when I launched it. In the last few months, everything sort of really geared up. We did the photo shoot for the influential people in like May of 2022, and it didn't come out until October. So they had to keep that secret for so long. And they're finally like, oh my gosh, it's finally here. We can finally (laughs) tell people. I'm like, I'm sorry. But you know, like I said, I wanted it to, to be right. And I wanted the launch to really come out at an opportune time. And I felt like it all kind of lined up the way it was supposed to. So I'm Caroline Moore. And today I am chatting with artist, manager, publicist, and publisher of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine, Chelsea Dartes. Chelsea, when did you move to Cookville? I moved here in 2016. My husband got transferred up here for work and he was still commuting for a couple years from Nashville here. And then we decided it made more sense for us to live where he works because he has more of an eight to five job and I can work from home and me commute. But then it just started getting more difficult once we started having children, the commute to Nashville. And I still do. I still am there one day a week, maybe, but that's doable. And I'm not at concerts all the time, you know, at night and things like that. So that's a tough schedule covering all that. It can be very exhausting. And then when you add kids to the mix and you want to be there at night with them and like all of their activities, then yeah, it gets difficult. So I'm very grateful that I am able to do this for sure. How do you curate a magazine like this? I wanted there to be an overarching theme that would get everyone really invested. So that's what where the idea of most influential people came from. I wanted to highlight power players in town and to almost like legitimize the magazine in a way that this is a real publication. It's not just something I'm doing in my free time. Like I want it to be a full-time job. So I felt like it definitely for good or bad, people were invested, you know? (laughs) Um, And I did have a committee help me choose the people and I love everyone that's in it, you know, but people get passionate about things, which I think that was a good thing for the magazine. Um, Well, you know, there's no bad press, I guess. Exactly. It got people talking for sure. And, you know, we're going to do that for our movers and shakers issue that's coming up in May as well. We took nominations again and This time around, more people knew about it because, you know, if I don't get a nomination on somebody and myself or the people helping me decide don't know of this person, how are we going to know that they should be considered? 
So um, I'm grateful for all the nominations. We got a lot. So we're going to start sorting through those soon. And then we're going to do a photo shoot with those people in March. The reveal. Yeah. Like (laughs) just like we did with influential people one at a time, you know, and um, it'll be fun. Well, if the listeners missed out on the first edition of Cookville Lifestyle, which came out in October, CG England was on the cover. Yes. And she runs the Exceptional Bean as well as the boutique that's just next door. How did you decide on CG being in the cover? You know, CG's just a lovable person. Yes. Um, So I thought she was somebody that everyone was going to gravitate towards. So she was perfect for the cover. And I mean, what they're doing at the, at the exceptional bean is should be in national news. I, I agree. Um, and so I want to help in any way I can bring awareness to that. And not I don't know if it did or not, but regardless, she was just the perfect person for the cover. Um, so really, I just went through and looked at the group of people and she she made the cover and I texted her and I said, surprise, you made the cover like a few <laughs> weeks before it came out. And she was like, what? That's crazy. I'm crying. Um, so that was fun. She's so sweet. But that's, I mean, kind of, you just kind of have to choose, like I said, kind of a lovable person to be on the cover. In my opinion, you can't really choose somebody controversial for the cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who else was included as the most influential people? We've got uh, Dr. Phil and Carrie Oldham. Mm-hmm. Philip Gibbons, Mark and Jim, who own the Red Silo, Ben Prine, the owner of Chick-fil-A, Ashley Swan, who runs Food to the Rescue, which is an amazing nonprofit in town that feeds children, Shaquana Wester, who just works with inner city youth and does so much to impact their lives. She's amazing. Mitch Harrington, he's a police officer that ran into a burning building to try to save some people and he sustained very bad burns. And then from that, he started a nonprofit for burn victims, which is just an inspiring story. Mark DeClaire, who has a a nonprofit, The Human Fund, that helps people on all walks of life in just whatever is needed that he sees a need for. He's also a police officer, so... When he's on duty, if he sees a homeless person or somebody that needs shelter, something like that, he or he spends the funds from the human fund in the needs he sees in the community. John Bell, who um, runs the CRMC Foundation, everybody probably knows of him. <laughs> yes, um, he's been on the show. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> he's so nice. Lisa Bumbleau, who runs the Putnam County Health Department and who was very pivotal during COVID. And implemented a bunch of different things. And, you know, that was a very stressful time for somebody in her position. But she handled it very well. D. Prince, who has been through so much in his life and yes. is just the most positive and hardworking person. And who has also helped so many people in this city and continues to help people find their way out of poverty. And Melinda Kiefer, who was the city manager. But she's just impacted so many lives in Cookville and has made so many projects move forward in her career. And so with that, I don't think people realize all that she did and the new businesses and all these things that are coming to Cookville without somebody in her role probably wouldn't happen. And she's kind of one of the ones that's behind more behind the scenes, but deserves to be um, noticed. And, yes. and then mm-hmm. Ricky Shelton. So yeah, those were the people we chose this time. And I know that there are so many people that deserve to be in it, and that's why it's going to be an annual thing. And you can't put everybody in the first issue because then who are you going to put in the next one? So (laughs) some of the people that people, you know, really wanted to see in it and they might 
see them in the next one. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) More with artist manager, publicist, and publisher of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine, Chelsea Dartes, right after the break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Hello and welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am joined by artist manager, publicist and publisher of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine, Chelsea Dartas. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much again for having me. The winter issue of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine just dropped on Friday. Yes. Congratulations. You got Thank another you. one out. Thanks so much. Yeah, this one was a, a lot of work. I'll say that. We kind of upped our game this issue, and there's 13 feature stories. Every single feature story I assigned a photographer to. So in the last issue, I kind of had some of my featured subjects send me photos. But this issue, I wanted to kind of have a little more control over the photography. So the photography is gorgeous in it, but there was a lot to lay out in this magazine. It's 84 pages. Um, I think the first issue was... 66 so it's thick it's a lot bigger than the first one 13 um feature stories the cover story at home with the fronings is a amazing story i if you don't know the fronings rich froning i'm sure if you're from cookville you do but he's the crossfit champion of the world but with their platform they've been able to do so many amazing things in cookville and they've really i don't think people realize the impact they've made on this community and creating jobs. I mean, just the positive attention. People come here from all over the world just to go to CrossFit Mayhem, which is crazy. And they move here just to train at CrossFit Mayhem. But then beyond that, Hillary and Rich's incredible journey with adoption and the ways they give back. And, you know, Hillary has several businesses she runs too. Um, So just all the things that they do is amazing and we're excited to tell the story in its totality. I don't feel like their story as a whole has really been told before. So we're very excited for people to read the new issue. Their feature is 12 pages long. So there's a lot in there, but we're also featuring a lot of other stuff. This issue, we have a how to make your own charcuterie board with Diego from Royal House of Cheese which is a very fun feature. We have a charity spotlight. We're highlighting Habitat for Humanity. We actually went to the latest homeowner's house that just moved into her Habitat home. And it was her first time in a home for Christmas with her children. So we kind of talked about how it felt to be a homeowner for the first time and not live in an apartment at Christmas with her three. She's a single mother of three. And that's a really great feature 
We are also featuring Sheila Chafin, who runs Cheesecake. It's her side hustle, but it's basically another full-time job. It's a cheesecake business, and they are amazing if you've never had one. But she also has worked for the school system for a very long time. So she does that during the day and then hustles at night, and the cheesecakes are incredible. Um, We're highlighting Cookville Creative for our small business spotlight. We are highlighting our art spotlight is featuring... Marley Hall, who runs Spring Street Studios, and she is a great ceramics artist. She's so funny, too. (laughs) I adore her. Yes, she was. Her shoot was really fun. We are telling the story of Root Salon owner Emily Blackman. Uh, She's a great story. uh, And I don't think a lot of people know everything she's been through. And then our nature spotlight is featuring Burgess Falls. And the visitor center wrote that one for me, and they did a great job. Our music spotlight is written by Jill Stallmarker, who is involved in the music scene in town. And it's an exclusive interview with Lily from the Smoky Nights after their disbandment. We have a gift guide, which the incredible Dawson Davidson runs for us. And he goes and picks stuff from local boutiques and even picks some like stuff from a fast food place this time, which was funny. Listen, Uh, we love a fast food (laughs) moment. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Hey, whatever he wants to do. And then of course we have some party spotlight photos. So there's a lot in this issue. So I really encourage everyone to go pick it up and read through it. The photos alone are gorgeous. So, And are you writing almost every piece as well? So this issue, I wrote probably 75% of it. Andrew Buckner, who is an incredible musician in town, but he's also a writer. He helped me edit the cover story, and then he wrote the art spotlight. I wrote most of it this issue, and then Jill has her feature story. But for Movers and Shakers, I'll definitely lean on some other writers because for those overarching themed magazines, if you choose 15 people to be in it, that's 15 feature stories you have to write. And that's 15 life stories that you have to dwindle down into one or two pages, which can be quite challenging. Yeah. So I'll definitely have some help with that one. Um, But yeah, I, I really enjoyed writing. I wrote the beauty spotlight and the feature story and the charity spotlight with this one. And oh, we also have a feature recipe with Father Tom's Pub. They gave us all you need to know on how to make an incredible pasta dish and one of their cocktails. And the photos are gorgeous in that one, too. So, And you write on your website as well. The Cookville Lifestyle Magazine website, yes. you do blogging. Yes, we are trying to ramp that up even more. We, we get a lot of traffic to our website. So I actually have an intern and another girl that helps me with that. We're trying to really make this, even though the magazine is only a quarterly magazine, we really want it to be a 24-7 lifestyle hub for people. So they could go online and we have new content. We try to do something fun for the different holidays, guides and things like that. We like to keep it light and fun. So I would like to eventually get to the point where we're publishing several articles a day online. Um, But you know, that might take some time. I'm excited and very encouraged about how it's already grown just from two issues. Chelsea, do you think print is dying? Because a lot of magazines and content are going online and are purely digital. But then again, a lot of people miss holding something in their hands, something tangible. I think that 
that's one of the th- risks that you take that I was taking with this is, oh, my gosh, I feel like print media is going away. But I think that's more traditional print media. This is something mm. fun where and an escape. And it's pretty. And, and people want to be able to hold something and put it on their coffee table and pick it up, look through it. And again, everything can get lost in the digital world these days. You know, there's just so much out there that does anything even mean that much anymore. I know as a publicist from my PR background, it used to be the biggest thing in the world to get in rollingstone.com. Like if you could get a feature on rollingstone.com, your career was made. Now that doesn't honestly mean hardly anything anymore. I Mm -hmm. mean, it doesn't matter. It only matters in the 10 seconds you could get famous on TikTok. You know, social media has taken over everything that... Honestly, it doesn't mean that much to get featured in Billboard or Rolling Stone. It's a splash in the pan. It's cool for like an hour that people are commenting on your Facebook post about it. But a label isn't going to sign you because you got featured on RollingStone.com. But if you're in People Magazine, that's a different story. If you're in print, not that Cookville Lifestyles is like People Magazine, but in Cookville, maybe it is to people who live in Cookville. Never say never. (laughs) And the other thing is, is this isn't news. These are people who live here and businesses that are here. So it's not like there's an expiration date on what's in the magazine. So like you said, you can keep them on the coffee table and they're still relevant. Yes. And that's it's quarterly right now. I would like to move it to bi-monthly. Even though it is quarterly, I feel like there's still so much life to the magazine. This issue came out, the first issue came out in October. I'm still having to restock my distributors, even though this the new one is out. The longevity of the magazine lasts in between the issues coming out. It's so funny because when this one came out, I had no clue how many magazines I should take to each of my distributors. In two days, everybody was messaging me, I'm out. This go around, I had a little bit better of idea of how many magazines I need to take to each business and leave. But I think that's awesome. People were messaging me that they were coming in just to find the magazine into these businesses. So I like that because it also helps drive people to our local businesses. I, I think it's a good collaborative effort. More with artist manager, publicist, and publisher of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine, Chelsea Dartes, right after the break. Hello and welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am chatting with artist manager, publicist and publisher of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine, Chelsea Dartes. Thanks so much, Caroline. Chelsea, the latest edition of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine is out, the winter issue. Where can people find it? So we have about 70 distributors in town. We're at all the local hotspots that you could think of. Ralph's, Cream City, basically everywhere on the west side. Poets, lots of coffee shops. We're at the hospital, Tennessee Tech. We're at Walmart in Cookville. So if you're going to grab some groceries, pick one up. And then you could also order it online. And there's a digital version of the magazine that you can download online too. Our website is cookvillelifestyles.com. And if you can't get out to one of our locations in Cookville or if you don't live in Cookville, you can always order one and it will be delivered to your house. And it's free. Yeah, it's free. (laughs) If you go pick one up in town and our advertisers help us keep it free, we definitely are appreciative. It's grown so much since the first issue already. So we're excited to have it grow even more and we want to be in every storefront in Cookville. We're working towards it. You have a background in music business Mm -hmm. and media relations specifically or PR. Yeah, PR. Why did you go into that field? What interests you about this type of work? Yeah. um, So I went to Belmont University and I majored in music business. I always loved music growing up. So I wanted to work on the business side of things. 
And I interned at Warner, I interned at the Grand Ole Opry, I interned at a PR company, and I worked for Rascal Flats Management Company for a while. And I also worked at a bar in Nashville. And I met so many people working through that bar and networked. And then through all my internships, I had, I think there were even other internships I did. I worked nonstop. I feel like I have no clue how I did that now, but, and it was all for free. So that was fun. Of course. But anyway, I really loved PR the most out of all the things I had done. I did management, marketing, PR, and a few other things. And so I got hired at a PR company when I was a junior in college, part-time and kind of really just took on a bigger role. I was starting to handle clients all by myself and I was out and about all the time networking, which you have to do if you want to be in the music industry. Because PR is just a relationship-based business. It's basically like, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. And so I just met everybody that worked in media in Nashville, and we all became friends. We would go to lunch, go to shows together, all that kind of stuff. And then I started my own PR company in 2012, and I worked with Lone Star, Clay Walker. If you are a 90s country fan, do you know who these people are? We worked with, you know, different country music festivals, charity events in town. I got to do a lot of really cool things. It was so much fun. It was a fun career to have. Red carpets, things like that. I think my first red carpet, I was just thrown on because Clay Walker, I had done some PR for his nonprofit and his main publicist couldn't walk him on the CMA Awards red carpet. And I was like 22 and I was so nervous. My PR company, or I think Clay's management called and said, can you do this? And I did, but it was my first time walking a red carpet with an artist. And this is somebody who's done like a million. I was so nervous, but I just like, you know, held my breath and did it. But you have to be so aggressive on a red carpet as a publicist because the media outlets kind of want the big A-listers. So I had a 90s country artist and when I was doing this, 90s country is not in the resurgence phase that it is today. Mm -hmm. So I was having to go up to these, you have to walk up to the outlet. It's very fast paced. You have to have your one sheet of the artist in your hand and be like, this is my artist and this is why you need to interview him right now and kind of just shove the artist in. So it was very fast paced, lots of adrenaline rushing, but I did a good job. I think Clay was very happy. And afterwards we went and got him some wine and put it under his seat for the show. All the stars mm -hmm. are walking with sometimes a team yes. of people uh -huh. on the red carpet. Yes. You have to prep the media real in like five seconds, prep them on what they need to know about the artist. And then you have like a little one sheet that you hand them and they review it real quick. And then they say, okay, I'm ready. And you push your artist in and it's very fast paced. And then you're on to the next. And then some of the bigger outlets like E or whatever, they might not interview a B or C list artist. So you kind of have to convince them you know, that they need to interview them because your artist wants to interview with them. I did several. I did the ACMs and the CMAs. And then there used to be another country award show in Vegas, but I've done that one several times. And then, you know, I've done the Today Show with Lone Star and that was so fun. And we did like a whole media tour with them. I worked with a country group that was on a reality show for a while. And we did a lot of New York and LA press with them. And then big shows out, syndicated shows out in LA. It was so much fun. And like I said, I loved it for so long. But then once I moved to Cookville and the commute became a little tough and I had two babies, I was like, eh, I don't really want to keep doing this anymore. I don't want to travel yeah. all the time. And there was a point where I was on radio tour with a country girl group and I was gone nonstop. I remember one three-day weekend, we did Seattle, Vegas, and LA 
like in one fell swoop. There was one day where we were in two cities in the same day and you just go to the radio stations. They perform. They like mingle with the people. Sometimes you take them to dinner. The artists are spending crazy amounts of money. You take them to this amazing dinner and you hope that they, you know, add your song to their playlists. And then you move on to the next radio station. You have to hit them all. Like I said, it was fun. I didn't have kids yet. (laughs) I could not have done that with kids. Um, That's very physically demanding. Yes. Um, On top of, of course, mentally as well. Because you're having to push and get your artist You're the wrangler of the artists who sometimes are delayed or, you know, whatever. You have to be the bad guy. So I got good at being a nice bad guy. Because that's right. You have to save face all the time. Like, yes. you're having to still woo these people mm-hmm. while also being very aggressive. It's an art. Yes. <laughs> yes. You still have to be likable. But, yeah. you know, you have to know how to like, even with the fans, you have to be able to pull them off the artist in a nice way so they don't hate the artist. It's an interesting balance. But <laughs> I, I mean, I'm so grateful. It taught me so much. And I still, like I said, work in the industry just only with one client and here and there. Some other clients will hire me for small projects to kind of consult with them on how to release music. Some artists just have no idea even where to start. And the industry is ever changing Mm -hmm. with iTunes. Then Pandora is the thing. Now it's Spotify and there's all these different outlets and radio is still huge. Yeah. And in the PR world, like podcasts really have become a huge place that you should interview if you're going to release a project. Whereas like I was saying, dot coms, not so much anymore. So it's interesting. It's always changing. And social media is so important now for an artist. I mean, that is how labels are signing you is if you blow up on TikTok and it's frustrating, but it's just the name of the game. And artists have to realize that's what they're getting into. It's not just about writing and recording music Mm -hmm. anymore and performing it. Your full-time job is also social media and marketing yourself. So give it a few years. There'll be another TikTok, a version of it. There's Mm -hmm. always something new coming out. So you just have to adjust, which like you said, it's not the best, but you just got to work with it. That's the industry. Yeah. You have to embrace it and kind of just educate yourself on the trends and you could do it yourself. That's what I tell new artists. Don't hire people and spend all this money because you can definitely do that. Spend way too much money as a new artist on a team of people that you just don't need. You can do it yourself. You can make your single artwork yourself. You can do your social media yourself. You're just going to have to put in the hours to do mm-hmm. the research and figure it out. And then you can distribute your own music. And that's kind of what I teach artists, how, where to distribute the music, how to do the pre-saves, what to do after you release it to keep yourself relevant, to keep the music kind of getting playlisted and things like that. So YouTube University. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get on <Lord>. it. <laughs> There's a lot. Chelsea Dartes of Cookville Lifestyle Magazine joining us today. Chelsea, what did all those years in PR and artist management teach you? One of my skills is wearing a lot of hat, time management, things like that. And that's kind of where I fell into artist management. Throughout the years of having my PR company, artists would lean on me as a manager, even though I wasn't technically their manager. And finally, I was like, why am I not doing management? It seems like a good fit. I'm very type A and very like organized and run by a calendar. And basically, that's what a day-to-day manager is. They keep their artists scheduled and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing at any given moment and filling their calendar and making sure their merch is stocked and all these things. That's when I started to put my foot in the door with artist management. And then I managed a few artists and I do all his scheduling and things like that and some PR too. 
and then some social media stuff for him. But I think it's taught me time management and how to have a lot of balls in the air and then somehow bring them together to create a product. Like a magazine about an entire town. I think I also learned how to um, connect with different personalities working in the music industry because there are so many personalities to manage. And I think in PR especially, you have to be friends with everyone. So you have to learn how to connect with all these people that maybe you might not really have anything in common with otherwise. So you have to find commonalities. So I think that, you know, my career in PR definitely taught me that as well. But it's been great. I mean, I definitely know how to seek out people that are going to be interesting for the public. Um, and I think that that is, has helped me with the magazine because you can't put somebody on the cover that nobody's going to care about or pick up and, you know, right. spread the news. So, <laughs> and it has yeah. to be pretty. <laughs> yes. And I, I feel branding is so important. And in my background in marketing and PR, that's one thing that I've always been kind of a psycho about. I'm like, oh, if it's not clean branding, I'm going to lose it. So with the magazine, I've been very, very picky on the branding, but I, I love it. I think it's very clean and my style for sure. So yes, it's very clear <laughs> what exactly it is. Yeah. When you, you see it, you know exactly what it is. You see CG, you see lifestyle. Yes. You understand what's going to be inside. It's about community and it's upbeat and it's highlighting the people who make Cookville great. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, and please go pick up the Cookville Lifestyle Magazine. It's the winter issue. Yes. It's all around town. Yes. 70 distributors and you can go to our website and find the distributors. They're also in the magazine once you have one. And cookvillelifestyles.com is where you can find those. Our May issue will be Cookville's Movers and Shakers. Nominations for the Movers and Shakers have ended. The Movers and Shakers will be notified in March and we'll do our photo shoot and then we'll start probably revealing who those people are in April. So, well, we'll just have to stay tuned. <laughs> Chelsea, thanks so much for sharing your insights and highlighting Cookville, especially as we expand. That's so fun. Thank you for coming of to course. the show. Thanks for having me, Caroline.